DJ and PK, we are brought to you in part by Zero Res. Dirt, dust, dander, and allergens. No match for Zero Res carpet cleaning. Want the contaminants gone? Call Zero Res. Right now, just $33 per room to get your carpets. Zero Res clean, but minimums apply. Call them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online at Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. Well, Alex Smith told us a week ago he didn't think Washington wanted him last summer. And now they really don't want him this offseason. He's the 2020 NFL Comeback Player of the Year. And he went 5-1 and one as a starter and helped him win the division and get to the playoffs. But he's turning 37. He's had a hideous injury. And they saved almost $15 million against the cap. So they let him go. Just now it's official. And he's on the market looking for another team if he wants to play again at the age of 37. So it's official. Alex Smith is out there. All right, the question of the morning. When will the disrespect cease? When will it all be over? The NBA All-Star draft last night, and the Jazz guys were the last two drafted. And, of course, uh, that led us to the uh, comment LeBron made about, uh, you know, nobody wanted to be the Jazz when they were playing video games as a kid, despite the fact Stockton Malone had these great careers. And there's another generation of Jazz players to hear from in between this generation and the Stockton Malone run. Obviously, there, were the, there was the trip to the conference finals and four straight playoff berths with the Darren Williams, Carlos Boozer group, and uh, D. Will was on Raja, ba- Raja Bell's podcast. It's just dropped last night, and we're going to give you a little bit as D. Will talks about one of the reasons he wanted to leave because he knew what the future looked like in Utah. I played in the Olympics, right? And I was trying to recruit everybody. You know, I'm talking to everybody. Nobody's coming to Utah. I'm a really good player at the time, but I know, I'm a, number one, I'm a point guard. You don't win championships with just a point guard. Mm-hmm. Right. You need pieces. You know, we need other pieces. And like all I saw the writing on the wall was nobody is going to come to Utah. Not one person I've ever talked to was interested in coming to Utah. <laughs> it just was a reality. Bull. Sell it and people Bull. will come. Bull. But he wanted to recruit Olympians. You think Olympians? So guys who are the top 12, although there's elite foreign players. So I don't know. The top 20 or 25 players. In the game, did Carlos Boozer play in the Olympics? He did, and he came did to he Utah. Signed with free agency into Utah. He did. So then, bull, you're wrong. Don't tell me nobody when that's not true. He didn't think Boozer was good enough, and he wanted somebody better. Okay, don't tell me nobody better. then. Right. Don't tell me nobody. Don't use the word nobody. I take words. As words, literally, my what buddy they mean. Scott Webster meant them when he put them in the dictionary. Your buddy who? Scott Webster, uh. quarterback for Greenway High. I got to know him when I went to NAU. His family put out that dictionary, the Webster's. Mm-hmm. And I take words to mean what they were supposed to mean. That's what happens when you go to Arizona State. You take the words and you define them as they're meant to be defined. And you, when you use the word nobody, turns out that's wrong. And then you had another all-star who was a free agent and came to Utah in O'Kirk. So that's two all-stars who came here. So you're wrong. Mr. Williams, you're wrong. But he wanted out and he has to justify it. Well, and he didn't win. Don't blame me. Well, point guards, you need other people. Jeez, how many more qualifications do you want there? You didn't win. 
It's not my fault. The great American way. It's not my fault. I'm the victim. Keep playing the victim card here. That's going to get you where you want to go. And come on. To Brooklyn. That's just not true. To Brooklyn, which ended up being a mistake. And he wasn't as good. How could you argue that what he said isn't wrong? Because what he really meant, if he'd use his words more precisely, is I couldn't get the guys I wanted. Oh, so I, what? I, when, 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 when did he play here? So I couldn't get uh, who were the stars at the time. I couldn't get well, LeBron to come. Kobe, I, I couldn't yeah, get Dwayne Wade. I couldn't get Kobe. Kobe, to come. LeBron, Dwayne Wade. And Shaq didn't want to leave Los Angeles. Yeah, well, no bleep. Get me on satellite so I can finally say what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> or I could be Joe Ingles and spell it out. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. I don't have the uh, – I'm not that much to where I'm that wanted. So I say something, boom, I'm out the door. Joe says something, and if he spells it, nobody bats an eyelash. Yeah. <laughs> I tweet something, and all hell breaks loose. Another guy tweets something of his anatomy. Uh, oh, no you're, big deal. You're you, and he's him. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah. Real one guy's, talk. One guy's got a little more cachet. <laughs> so – it's it's not I, – I, his point, I can take his point, and I can agree with it. But I can't agree with it to the absolute level. That's where I am. So I can agree. The point that Darren Williams is making, I, I support it. He's on the front end of the Super Teams era, and he's trying to build a team that will beat yeah. the Lakers. And that era of Lakers was really good. And so there was a small handful of players he wanted. And he didn't want low-end all-stars. Honestly, he probably didn't want low-end dream teamers. Well, they're not dream team, but low-end Olympians. When he says nobody would come to Utah, he's looking at a very small circle of people who many of them had long-term contracts and were trying to recruit guys themselves. So uh, You don't buy me out, PK. I buy you out. Thanks, yeah, Bill. I don't move to your town. You move to my town. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's basically what uh, LeBron did with Chris Bosh. You know, he chose the destination. And obviously, oh, glamour, Miami is going to be more glamorous than Toronto. Well, I've never been to Toronto, but I understand it's a great city. Uh, but, you know, it is in the winter. I've been to Miami a few times. Uh, so I get all that. But I, I support Darren in his larger point, and I think that's the point he was making. So I probably shouldn't have been as strong because I basically agree with him in the conceptual point that he's making, and I understand that, and that's, that's always going to be out there. But that see, that, the thing about that is that isn't necessarily unique to Utah. It's not unique to Utah. We've been over this before. There's at right. least 20 teams that when he said Utah, you could have plucked the word Utah out and you could have plugged in. Dallas thought they could do it. They thought they were a player. They had Nowitzki. They had the championship. They cleared the cap room and they couldn't get anybody to take their money. Well, they could have gotten someone to take their money, but they couldn't get the players to take their money that were going to win them a second and a third championship. And they thought they were going to and they couldn't. So if Dallas is in that group, how many teams are in that group? At least two-thirds. At least two-thirds. Yeah, and I think it boils down to you have to ask yourself, 
who put the D in Alice? I mean, that that's the that, eternal question. That Answering that question makes a difference in your life. <laughs> but I think the other thing we have to look at is, you know, the Lakers have had money and not gotten anyone to take it. And when you're a player and the clock is ticking, like if, the, if you, you have one or two years in, in the window before you decide, well, my contract's up, so I'm going to jump or I'm going to force my way out. So you say no one ever would take – never – well, if you put that one or two-year window on the Lakers, then even the Lakers fail. It took a while. I have to go back and count up how time. many years they had. Right, exactly. Well, how many like years six. they will? They right, but they didn't have money all those years because they were paying Kobe some of them, and that's where I'm getting fuzzy. Um, mm-hmm. But there were multiple summers where they had money, and they didn't get anybody to take the money. Now, eventually, they got LeBron to take the money. So you could argue, well, it's a good thing you whiffed twice because you would have whoever you would have paid, whoever you would have bought in free agency. Wouldn't have been as good as LeBron. Well, you, they were poorly run at the time. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the post-Jerry Buss death, there was a time there. And the, some issues were going on with the family yep. and who's on first. And so yeah. it wasn't, wasn't run correctly. And they've gotten, to their credit, they've, they've gotten past it. And, and they do have way far more advantages. There's just no question about that because of location. We, we understand. And, in, and it's the, the outrageous taxes and all that stuff. It, it never mattered. When you're making that kind of cash, it it just doesn't matter. So they're able to overcome all the screwed up politics and all that stuff because they live a life that is not like 99% of the world lives. And so to them, you know, they, they don't have any money issues. And if you don't have any much, any money issues, that's the great stress relief. And I don't want to hear people who have money tell me money isn't everything. I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> so, Goes in one ear and out the other. Uh, so they can overcome all that. Here, there's obstacles. There's obstacles that you have to overcome, but they can be overcome. That, that's where I'm going to go to my grave <laughs> saying that. And maybe, and I hope for the community, this isn't really my community at the heart of it, but I've been around this community and we've been around this community enough. And our neighbors and our friends, they're hardcore. And I want to see them win. And I want I, mean, I would love to see the Jazz win a title while Gail Miller is still alive. I mean, that would be awesome because that would be a connection to Larry. And even though Larry's gone, that would still be awesome for them. And now with Ryan Smith, he's, he's a young youngster, relatively speaking. He's got many years to go, hopefully. And he seems to be, in his own quiet way, determined to get it done. And if you look at what he's accomplished – already in a relatively in, in terms of adult business life is still very young i'm not going to put it past him <laughs> i mean look at all the stuff that he's already accomplished <laughs> at what 42 years of age i think they said he is and so that's jeez i don't know what you were accomplishing at 42 but <laughs> well i do actually yeah you do <laughs> as a matter of fact <laughs> you generally i guess then and so why would i put a limit on what this man could accomplish that doesn't make any sense to me why would i do that look at already where he's been and where he's gotten to i mean it's a phenomenal achievement right so why would i say why you can't do that no i'm not going to say that it may be harder i mean it is harder i get it but why wouldn't i why wouldn't i say yeah it could be done give him a shot let's see where it's going i mean it's off to a smashing success so far i mean he inherited most of it i understand that uh but it looks pretty good right now 
So the thing that they're selling, I think, the most, and the thing that they had in the previous generations, and it was there to be sold, and, and maybe they sold it a little bit, but not as much as they could have, and I think they're selling it more now, is we can make you better. Now, Jerry Sloan had the track record. He made players better. They played their best basketball, and guys got paid because they played for Jerry. Howard Isley left and got paid. Shannon Anderson left and got paid. Um, you know, we can go down a list of guys who had their best years in Utah. There's only a couple guys Rusty who, LaRue. who had better years somewhere else than they had playing for Jerry. And I think they're, they're selling that now. We can make you better. And guys want to get better because they know if they get better, they get paid more. Yeah, too. And then I also think that the advent and progression of the foreign player the foreign player now is not a one-trick pony. He is a player in a lot of cases. And the move is going to the United States. Where you are in the United States, not such a big deal. Yeah, I think we've seen that multiple times, and most recently with uh, Antetokounmpo. You're in Milwaukee. I've been in Milwaukee. I've never vacationed in Milwaukee, but I've been to Milwaukee a few times for work. And you and I were there in March, and it was butt-freezing cold. <laughs> oh, the wind was blowing <laughs> off the lake so hard. Yeah. The only reason to go outside was to get from point A to point B. I'm in the hotel, and I have to get to the arena. That was the middle of March. And uh, we were doing the show, and we'd yeah. look out the window in a commercial break. We were sitting in the room, and you got the little setup there and the headphones and all that. And we're looking out there, and the flat, we were up, so I don't know, eighth floor or whatever. And you're looking down at the flagpole, and... It is the flag is just stretched out. Yeah, it wasn't flapping in the breeze, which I've done, by the way. You've done what? I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> Flapped in the breeze. <laughs> Probably ought to leave that right there. So <laughs> it gets ugly. He, he decides that. In fact, boom! It was really no big decision. He's staying in Milwaukee. So that's another aspect and a way to build your team and they were already doing it right i mean they obviously go bear and and joe ingles yeah. off the top of my head they got other foreign guys on there uh, on the making vital contributions well, so bogey Bob, bogdanovich i knew i was missing somebody yeah. i just couldn't think of it right there right and uh, yeah bogdanovich signed as a free agent now he's not an all-star well, he's a very good player, though. And he can help you win, too. I mean, you're going to need players better than him. But he certainly can help you win because, I mean, we're, he was absent against uh, Denver. And I, you got Matt Harper guaranteeing me the other night, guaranteeing me if they would have had bogey, they would have got to the second round. So he all of a sudden became the missing component once he was gone. So uh, it's out there. And there's ways to build your team. And maybe they look to that way. But I still think I still think that the guys in in the U.S. would embrace it. Mitch, Mitchell can go a long way towards getting it done. All if right, DJ. Out a, before we go, before yeah. if they can find out a way to hang out, hang on to him for the length of his career, mm-hmm. I think it can get done. Well. People really don't want to wait for the length of the career. They got the best record in the NBA right now. We want what we want, and we want it now. Okay. 36 games, four yeah, yeah, rounds. Yeah. Why push? Why kick the can way down the road to when he's 31? 
Not that there ain't been anything wrong with him staying until he's 31 and winning another one. Well, I'm just thinking LeBron will be gone by then, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Brady, LeBron James, 40-whatever winning championships. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. Coming up, David Locke joins us next, and then Joe Ingles at 9 o'clock on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. Their huge winter and spring sales event is going on now where you can save thousands on a new roof. Call it, say, SNS Roof. Call it, uh, call pound 250 and say SNS Roofing for your free bid. All right. DJ and PK, David Locke is going to join us momentarily. We've got Joe Ingalls coming up at 9 o'clock. I don't know if Joe can top his last couple of appearances. He's taking his game to a new level, PK. I don't put a pass him. It's just like I'm not putting a pass to Jazz, getting guys to come play here. Don't put limits on people. It's what we do. Limit them. Limit your expectations. That way you won't be disappointed. Uh, well, yeah, what's wrong with disappointment? You've got to take a leap. If you're disappointed, that meant you tried something. All right, David Locke coming up uh, momentarily. Utah Jazz getting the uh, the last two picks in the NBA All-Star draft. And LeBron got Gobert with the final pick. Mitchell went next to last to Durant's team. And we'll talk with David Locke about that. And here he comes now. DJ and PK and David Locke's weekly appearance brought to you in part by Murdoch Auto Team. David, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. How are you? I'm great. It's always, did I sent PK a song to sing today? Has he done it? <laughs> That's right. I forgot to respond. Gosh, I do that all the time. It drives me nuts. People text me, and if I don't text them back immediately, I forget. My bad. <laughs> I'm the worst at that, so you're not. But I think you should sing it. Like, my, like I mean, I, we wrote a song for you. You're the one with the great pipes. Oh, yeah, right. Don't you think one, you should probably sing it? I'm the one stupid enough to do it. That's it. I don't have any um, pipes. No, I mean, you really should sing this. Uh, Jake, can you get, like, the background music of Respect by Aretha? <laughs> I mean, just to warm PK up a little just bit. Give me yeah. a second; I'll I'll work on it. So, so I mean, go ahead. Who David J. PK PK DJ is panicked right now. He has completely lost control of the show for everything else that ever goes on in this show. That where where DJ claims he's not in control, he always thinks he's in control. But right now, he actually knows he's not in control at all. He's like I'm... seriously sitting there. There are beads of sweat coming down his brow. He is seriously wondering, like. What the heck's going on? Locks and PK lyrics. Jake is going to get Aretha Franklin's respect. PK is being egged on to sing, which is DJ's worst nightmare. He's seriously worried about the well-being of the show. Your career is running back through your eyes right now, starting back in the early days of Santa Barbara with Jim Rome and then to Sacramento, <laughs> and you're thinking about what a nice run it's been. This is your and life. How, and then the fun nights at the Hog Wallow after Sunday shows, and now you're like, it's all coming to an end with PK singing a song that Locks Locked On producer wrote for PK, 
with Jake with having the music in the back. It's it's all coming to an end, isn't it, DJ? I'm really uh, right now playing solitaire, and I need the Ace of Clubs. Okay, that's probably the right approach. So what is this song you wrote? Originally, I thought you wanted to sing a hit, but now you've got something. Oh, defense! Do you think it's funny? But guess what? In first place, honey, all I want to do to Rudy, get it with him. Rudy, Rudy, hey, Rudy, re, 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 whip it to me. <laughs> he said this tune. That's not half bad. I see where you're going with this. Keep going, PK, there's more. I was waiting for the chorus. <laughs> For Rudy Donovan, no, for Donovan and Rudy, respect better than Joel Embiid. This is this is decent. All the defense, you think it's funny? I like that. But guess what? First place, honey. (laughs) 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 Respect. That's what we've been talking about all day for sure. Yeah, man, it's not coming despite the record. The respect isn't equal to the record, and I thought that winning is where it's at. But yet we find out in terms of respect, winning isn't where it's at. What more could they do to get that respect? I don't know. I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, it's kind of the most disappointing part of this, right? Like, and I don't, and, I, and I'm, I'll admit, like, I'm a bit concerned of what they must be thinking. Right? Like... They must be thinking, like, what else do I have to do? Like, and, and, the, and the idea that Donovan, I mean, you know, hey, was it conscious? Did it just happen? Was it just funny? I mean, who knows, right? I, I, I don't know what your guys' vibe on that is. Do you think that LeBron and Durant decided that these little pipsqueaks are, you know, moving into our territory and they better, you know, shut up because it's going to be the Lakers versus Brooklyn and that's the way the world's supposed to be and we're not interested in having these guys, you know, claim that they're not getting the appropriate respect or getting the appropriate calls and trying to disrupt our system because this is what, you know, you know, we're we're not interested in in the third party candidate um and they're the third party candidate so we're going to put them in our place. Like was it a conscious effort last night? And that was their little humor amongst themselves, like you have when, you know, when you're like eighth grade boys playing around and leaving someone out. Like, I don't know. Um, that's, I guess that's up for, for everyone to just try to decide on themselves. Or did it just kind of happen the way the draft goes? Like Rudy's not that surprising. He's not per se the way you would want an all-star, you know, he doesn't, it's not an all-star player, like all-star game player. He actually just wins. So, I mean, but it is, it's disappointing. Like these guys have got it. Like they're not in a great mental state after the way they reacted on to the Philadelphia game. And then to have this be the next day, like, and the problem to me is that it's not about anything they've done to your point, PK. It's all about where they play and where we live and what our market is. And that's everything Ryan's trying to overturn. Thank goodness he is trying because it's clear that that's, you know, uh, still a pretty prevalent issue, both in the heads of the jazz players, but also in the heads of every other player in the league. So, I think it was pre-planned. I think they knew what they were doing. And they have their reasons for doing it. And I think they did it mostly to entertain themselves. Because I think whether they do it or not, LeBron's, LeBron's planning on winning the NBA title. I mean, in that moment, the two of them can you know, gang up on two jazz players who went off and I expect will you know, be fine for it. 
Um, but that's how LeBron's going to look at KD in a final. I mean, that's how he's going to look at everybody when the time comes. Right. It just happens he's focused on the Jazz right now. But that's literally how he looks at everybody in the league. And that's how he looks at his teammates the day the, before they become his teammates and the day after they're no longer his teammates. Because you don't get to where LeBron is if you don't look at other players that way. So I don't so think there was so any your, accident was guys, about it. What was your guys' take on this? What was your, like... I mean, I also wasn't watching. It's not something that was high on my list of like, oh, I'm stopping my day to go watch it. So you hear about it afterwards, which means that I didn't get that like real time reaction. Like, oh, my gosh, what's happening here? Um, And that's the one that actually like in my like wonder how Donovan and Rudy are feeling, because that's got to be the real time. Um, It depends on whether they think that this was totally legit and they literally think they're the two worst players at the All-Star game, which I don't think they think. I think having already been to an all-star game, they've already shown that. They're not the replacement guys who are added in. Uh, So if they sit back and think, hey, LeBron's trying to play head games with us, getting ready for the playoffs, I think they'll take it differently than if they think, oh, this was serious and it was all planned, you know, this is actually how good we are. No, I think LeBron's playing head games before the playoffs. Why wouldn't you? If you can, why wouldn't you? You don't really need to. Taking it it as a compliment that uh, that he's actually might be a little concerned? Um, That would be one way you could. You could also take it as this guy's trying to bear us on TV. Bleep this guy. (laughs) Save it. Save it. We know from watching the documentary, Jordan would have saved that for a playoff series. Or maybe for that two-game set they're going to have in April in L.A. Save it for that. LeBron's going to try to sweep it if they're healthy. And do you need, like, is that something that you need? Like, like I guess that's the one question I would have. Like, is do you, should you have to have that motivation for games like that? Is it really going to make a difference? Did I just lose you? I guess, you know, I was thinking about what you said there and seeing if PK wanted to jump in. You want to jump in, PK? I, I don't have an immediate answer that came to my head to where I could just say, go, I'm going to go down this road, I'm going to go down that road. Uh, and, and, and when I first heard about it, you know, I didn't put much stock into it. But then, because I, I wasn't watching it live either. But then when I hear, well, I want height, and I pick Sabonis, who's obviously tall, but if I want height, then I'm going to pick Gobert. Was that an intentional slap in the face? I... I I, I normally wouldn't think so, but I'm going down the road of yes. But the good thing, and Locke, you and I have had these discussions about how, you know, Hayward might have talk, thought, well, I'm never going to be able to achieve what I want. Now, you, you know these guys better than I do because I don't know them at all, actually. I just know them as ball players. But it seems to me that these two in particular – are going to use that to the benefit of the Jazz, not the detriment, which matters the most. Yeah, I would hope so. I, I don't know. It doesn't feel good. I'm not going to like. I'm not going to be the play-by-play announcer who's just a total Pollyanna here and like, and just says, "Oh, everything's great," and they'll use his motivation and it's perfect. I just, I don't. And I apologize for that. If that's what people want out of me, it's not really what I've ever done in my 30 years of my career. So if you're expecting it today, you're probably chosen the wrong day. Um, but it doesn't feel great. Like they've done everything right. 
Like, Donovan can't be a better person. Rudy can't be a better story in our minds, and yet they're still dealing with all this crap. It just feels really... But maybe they're dealing with this crap because they're finally a threat. They didn't yeah, deal with I mean, it last yeah. year. It would have been better to do this last year if you're just going purely on basketball value. They hadn't been in an all-star game before, but they were battling for the four, five, six spot, and they eventually ended up six, partly because they wanted to, and they weren't a threat. Now they're number one, and they think they're number one? Yeah, it might be dangerous. I mean, you're LeBron. You're thinking, well, if I have yeah. a whole team, that's the most important thing, and he'd probably be right about that. The second thing is, hey, I don't need any young guys coming for the crown. Let's knock them down a peg. And if that if it doesn't feel good and that gets in the Jazz's head, then LeBron's won. Um, right. Yeah. No, that's right, right. And if that's that's the there's the two approaches of how you're gonna look at this is that they consciously saw the Jazz as a threat and so that they decided to use their power when they could to minimize them and make them feel, you know, little. Um and the other is that you know, we're just going to pick on Utah because that's what we do. Because Utah's, you know, Utah's that kid, and that kid gets picked on every day at school. Yeah, rather than worrying about what LeBron and Durant are thinking or doing, I'm more concerned about what the Jazz players are thinking and doing. And unlike Hayward, who may have felt slighted, he had the free agency coming up. These guys don't. Gobert took it away right. by agreeing, and obviously with the restricted free agency the Jazz have the opportunity to re-sign Mitchell. So these guys know that they're here for the next few years. So there's not that concern about, well, does he feel slighted enough to where he needs to run off to a bigger market, a la Hayward to Boston. That can't happen. So the good thing is that these guys can make positives out of it, and we as a fan base don't have to worry about, well, they want out. Because they're not, they don't want out, and they can't go anywhere. And then with Ryan Smith aboard, it seems like from appearances on the outside, because I'm not on the inside, that he's going to do whatever he can. So this can be something that can work to their advantage. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is the, I mean, I think maybe the frustration is that they've done so much well, and they're still dealing with this, right? Like they're really great. Franchise has been built well. There's been, um, you know, they've built a great team. They're playing the right way. They have a desirable head coach. They they have two young stars that are great teammates. I mean, everything's good, and yet you're still. Why can't you just have it be good? Um, in the last, you know, forty eight hours have been, you know, a pretty interesting frustration by these guys that was a lot more than about that night, the way I heard those quotes. That wasn't like that they had talked about it for five minutes before they went on. They, you know, they, they clearly feel as though, um, you know, that they're, that they're rolling, that this is an ongoing issue that they don't get the respect they deserve. And then this gets added on. Yeah, I get that part of it. And I'd be more concerned about Philly and the, and the refereeing, because if you think, um, if you think that in any close game you're going to have to wear, I don't know what it is, two, three, four, five bad calls, and you got to overcome those, you're thinking, we got to beat everybody by 10? Because deep down you might be thinking, well, we could beat everybody, but we can't beat everybody by 10 four times. And that, I understand how that would get in their head. So if that is the problem, I kind of get it. 
Uh, but I think if you sit back and look at it and say, hey, LeBron didn't do this last year. Why is he doing it to you this year? You know? Yeah, I think that's an interesting so, perspective. So I, think, I haven't talked about this with anyone yet, like, so this is interesting to me because I um, – you know, it just happened, and it, it. Yeah. And I kind of with PK, like where my first reaction was like, "Who freaking cares?" And then as the night went on, I was like, eh, "Gosh, maybe it does, like maybe I do care a little bit." Like, I, and I, then I, and and then I started to try to put myself in Donovan and Rudy's shoes, using the Stephen Covey, you know, seven habits of highly effective people. View it from someone else's lenses, and it'd be really crappy to be sitting there last night, you know, excited to see where you go, and then you become the brunt of a joke. Mm-hmm. Like that sucks. What would Jordan do? Did you not? Did the America, or at least the sports viewing portion of America, just sit and watch a ten-part documentary because there was nothing else on? We all watched it. What would he do? We know the answer to that. Yeah, and that's true. But like, we got two young guys that are still trying to establish themselves in the league and being second-time All Stars and going to the All Star game as the number one team in the league. This was like, I think, a really big. You know, last year was like, oh my gosh, we're here coming, coming of the experience. And, and this year I thought was really interesting that like it was never discussed for one minute, like whether or not they're all stars. They're just established as perennial all stars. They're the number one team in the league. Like I thought, you know, this could have, wasn't going to be like a coming out party, but they could have, and maybe this is your point, DJ, is that they had a chance to walk into Atlanta with a little strut. And maybe LeBron and Durant were like, we're not going to have that. Like we're not going to have somebody else come in here with a little strut. This is, still CP3 Durant LeBron show and this is how this is going to work and so maybe that's what it was all about and that the but but clearly they don't get to have that experience the way I think in whether they ever openly thought it or in their heart of hearts that they were hoping to have which is hey I'm here for the second straight year now now I belong all right yeah I, I agree with you completely if that's their line of thinking I can understand that. But the reason why I view what happened in Philadelphia as a positive, a short-term negative, no question, but I appreciate the way that they both, and Rudy wasn't even supposed to speak, and he came out and said what he said, and we know what Donovan said, so be it. I support their right to say whatever. Fine them. I don't really care about that. They got the money to, it's not going to make a dent in their financial world. But the positive is that when we get to the postseason, everything is heightened. And because of what happened in Philadelphia and because of what they said afterward, to me, they are going to get a much fairer shake when it gets to the postseason because the league cannot allow that to happen to a small market team. So the league is going to protect itself because its integrity is at stake. And even though the world, I agree with you, wants LeBron and Durant and New York City, Brooklyn versus Los Angeles, I completely agree. The league can't afford to have that anointed. It has to, if it plays out, so be it. So I view what happened in Philly when it gets to the postseason as to the Jazz's benefit in terms of getting as much of a fair shake as you can get. What you really need right now, David, is you need someone like Mark Cuban, who's been around now, and I know he's a wild guy when he came in, but I think he's viewed a little differently now, to say to the league, yeah, I get the TV contract is coming up, and yes, we will negotiate off the ratings, but we got such a good thing going now, we've got way more to risk by having this perception out there than we have to gain by actually getting the Lakers versus the Nets. If the Lakers versus the Nets earn it, so be it. But there can't be any hint of us messing around. 
The NBA is not where it was in 1985. If indeed the NBA was messing around then, well, you know, the games are on tape delay in the early 80s and the finals. We know all those stories, right? Right now, the league is really successful internationally, and it looks like the arrow is still pointed up. So someone like Cuban needs to say, there can't be any hint, any hint. We have way more to lose than we have to gain. And if there's one thing owners understand, it's money. They ought to understand that. And I think the thing that jazz players have to understand is this is going to be a lot harder. Yes, you've got good people doing things the right way, and that's not enough. You need it, but you need more than that. You need an edge. You're taking something that other people want. You're taking something other people have devoted their whole lives to getting, and they are wildly talented too. You think LeBron doesn't want a fifth title? It matches magic. He's in L.A. You bleep and bet he wants that fifth title. You think he wants a sixth title to match Jordan? You think he wants a three-peat because he doesn't have one and Jordan does? You think he doesn't want to be the GOAT? Yeah, he does. Absolutely. you got to take that from him. He's giving you nothing. And so they got to be prepared for that. That's a high bar. Yesterday, um, PK jumped me because I just dismissed the chance that the Jazz would play the Sixers in the finals. And I dismiss it because there's two teams who've never been to a conference final. I get individual guys have, you know, Conley has. But as a group, these teams have not been to a, a conference final. And you're asking them to, to win there and then get to the finals and look who they have to get. You think Durant doesn't want a title? Durant was happy-go-lucky when he came into the league, but he's been beaten down. He's been disappointed. He thinks ownership has let him down. When he went to the Warriors and said, I'll give stuff up because I just want to win a title, he got criticized for it. He wants a title so badly right now. He couldn't even smile halfway through that All-Star game because he's thinking about how bad he wants a title. You're going to have to take it from him, and you're going to have to take it from LeBron, and that's going to be so hard. And the Jazz and the Sixers kind of know it, but they don't completely know it. And they're going to have to figure it out on the fly, and that's going to be hard, and they might do it. But don't underestimate how hard this is going to be. Don't underestimate what you're trying to take away from these guys. That was kind of awesome. (laughs) Every once in a while. Now? I mean, that was... That was you at your best right there. I got nothing to say. I just think we should put that on tape and replay it. That was All right. Well, I mean, play it, play it for play it for Donovan and uh, Rudy and play it for Joe. That's what they were up against. That is what they're up against. And PK, this is where PK's right to dismiss what I say because I know it because I've watched it for decades. And I was watching in games and I've kind of learned it over time watching all these generations of players. But these guys are in their 20s and 30s. And PK was like, don't go off on these guys in a podium. They're, they're 24 or 28. How can they know? You know? And I've watched this with Magic and Bird because I'm old enough to remember that. And I watched it with. Bird and Isaiah Thomas, and then with Magic and Isaiah, and then with the uh, you know the whole Jordan rules thing. They weren't going. Jordan had to take it. They weren't going to let him have it. They wanted a three peat real bad, and he took it. And Donovan wasn't alive. Donovan wasn't alive. You know, you could see in his tweets when he watched that documentary, he was he was soaking it all in. But it's not the same. You saw it, and I saw it. It's different. All right, you know. PK, you know when like yeah. the veteran player goes back into like their bag of tricks and yeah. like they're yeah. thirty six but they yeah, drop yeah, yeah. fifty still? Sure. Like yeah, they still you. have it. Yeah. We just witnessed that <laughs> in person. I'm Chris Paul and I found Booker. 
But man, I like, had to grab a couple people by the jersey. I'm and lying down and get right out now. Of the way. <laughs> I mean that that was can I that was strong right there. I tell you what, I think you got a future in this business. <laughs> okay, well we'll see how it works out. Okay. All right, David, thanks for coming on. Bye. All right, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Joe Ingles is coming up at nine o'clock. Stay with us. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK brought to you in part by Mark Miller. DJ PK in the morning brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Joe Ingles coming up next. PK, you got questions for Joe? You ready for Joe? Oh, absolutely. I'm really much looking forward to it on the heels of uh, this mini controversy, I guess. I can't call it a full-blown. Or if you want to call it a full-blown, maybe go ahead. Uh, just get his thoughts on that. And What does he need as a 33-year-old over the All-Star break? Does he need to just sit on his butt? Is he going to go to the gym? What, what, what does somebody of his age at this stage of his NBA career, need in this week off. Yeah, Bowler mentioned a lockout until Monday. I guess you could go to another gym, right? Although with the COVID rules, I don't know how, how that would work exactly. But I think they don't, really don't even want him in the facility. They really want him <laughs> well, off that, their feet, mentally refreshing themselves, getting themselves away from work. He did have that hoop installed at his house, remember, last summer right? during the lockdown. Shoot some, go out and shoot some free throws. Yeah, I can board for him if he needs. Joe Ingles is coming up next. Stay with us.